Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm Christine, and on today's episode, we will be talking about Start Church's core values. Here at Start Church, our mission is to serve pastors and ministry leaders and protect what God has called them to lead. And as a company, our work culture is centered around these core values. We work hard, we work smart, we work together and we work through it all in a culture of honor. By putting these values into practice on a daily basis, Start Church becomes not only a healthy and productive work environment, but also a workforce that strives to serve and expand the kingdom of God. Joining us today is our very own CEO, Nathan Camp. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Christine. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of just gave a really broad stroke, kind of eagle's eye view of the company's core values. But really what I would love for you to do and for all of our listeners out there is let's just kind of walk through each one, one by one, and then talk about why is that so important? Why is that a game changer to have these core values within a company? So we'll just start off with um, work hard and working smart together through it. Would you mind talking about those? Yeah, great, great question. You know, at the end of the day, first off, it really is something special here. You knew this, right? You've been here a while. I've yeah. been here almost 11 yeah. years next month. Um, I've seen these vision, these vision and values be real. Uh, first off, I want the, those who listen to this podcast to know is that it's not just something to have on the wall. Lots of organizations have, you know, have you ever been in a restaurant that excellence and cleanliness is our vision <laughs> and their bathroom is terrible, right? Like, right. it's not about right. that you have them. It's about living them as well. And one of the beauties, I think, of Star Church is this, that we live these things every day. You know, they really do yeah. shape who yeah. we are. Um, and so I think just going through the process as people are listening to the podcast today, I, I hope you're inspired to go through the process of asking, what are our core values? You know, how do I want people to operate? And Christine, you know this, we spend a lot of time in our first week, whenever somebody is newly on the team, right? So we have five new people started this week. It's like 40% is all vision and values. The first day I'm spending time with them in my role, just with them saying, let me just tell you who we are. We talk Mm -hmm. about uh, these five values in our interview process. In fact, at the end of every interview that I'm in, I try to say, here's the five things we are and do. If these aren't you, don't say yes to this right, because right. really that's how important they are. So I just, you know, just off the top saying, I, I think this is one of the most important topics, any organization, a business, a church, a team, who are we and how are we going to function? And I, I really learned this um, from my, one of my mentors, Pastor Matt Keller in uh, Southwest Fort Myers at Next Level Church. He said, Nathan, whenever a leader um, says the word sunset, Right. Let's think about that. So, Christine, where are you from originally? In Georgia. Georgia. Okay. So I'm from Florida. Mm-hmm. When I say the word sunset, what does that look like to you? 
paint, paint just a quick picture of what a sunset looks like. Um, most common ones I see in Georgia is a lot of pink and blues and orange and, the, and a lot of little speckled clouds. Awesome. Okay, so I'm from Florida. I instantly think about the sun going over the Gulf, right? And is it is all orange, like it's just brilliant orange, right? Uh, our COO, TJ Hawkins, is from Colorado. It's all purple for him and it's behind a mountain, right? So what happens is because we all see that differently, my job as a leader is to say, well, here's the sunset at Start Church, right? When I say sunset, I need us all to be thinking this color here. And that's really what Vision and Values does. It really gets us all on the same page. Yeah. So on that, as our leader, how would you say you have done that with all of these values? How have you guys actively worked to really ingrain that in Start Church's culture? Well, uh, I stand on the shoulders of some really great men. Our founder, Raul Rivera, our previous CEO, Scott Ritzheimer, um, they did a lot of heavy lifting in the front end saying, who are we? You know, it's the sense mm -hmm. of self-awareness. Um, and as we talk through these values, you know, they can really come out of the heart of our founder, who he is. He did a great job at saying, this is what it means to be Star Church. And we've got the, the blessing of being able to continue on through those. Um, let me just jump into them a little bit and then we'll, you yeah. know them, but for the benefit of our listeners. So, so number one is work hard, right? We think there's a nobility in working hard. Uh, we think that the people we're serving are working hard. I mean, there's church planners and ministry leaders and guys and gals that are launching into something and they're working a ton. Well, we think we owe them. We owe them a good day's work, you know, to work on their behalf. So we work hard. We always kid and, and say, you know, the truth is nobody ever gets on the Star Church and team and says, wow, this is so much easier than my last job. Um, <laughs> right? You know that, right? It's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we work. And because we love what we do, we want to work hard. Because we love who we're working for, um, but we have this trust, this ingrained trust that the people who join the Star Church team want to work hard. And I think it's important for any organization to put that out there. Uh, work hard is not a value for everybody. You know, a certain amount of people just want to exist. But for us, we say we want to work hard. Who and for what we do is worth that kind of effort. Um, and then we work smart. We're curious people, right? How do we do this better? How do we how do we work through no matter what comes our way? How can we, if we can help a thousand churches, what would it look like to start a 2000 churches, right? If, if So we're always thinking through this smart factor. We're always trying to research, always trying to get better at how we think about what we do. Yeah. Uh, and then we work together. A saying we have a lot here is we win when we win. Um, well, we have a lot of meetings, right? Christine, you know this. We have a lot of meetings. <laughs> And but sometimes I, while other organizations are afraid of meetings, I love our meetings. This is the best group of people in the world. I love getting to work with them. And here's something that's true. This is how we live out together, that we work together. When all of our executive leaders get together, the per, who's ever speaking, we're all on their team. So even though I'm the CEO, when uh, Lester Ruiz, who's the VP of Spanish, is talking, I'm on the Spanish team department. I'm solving their energy. I'm putting all of my time and energy into that. Uh, vice versa, if, if uh, the bookkeeping team talking, Lester's on the bookkeeping team. We take off our hat. Why? Because we want to work together. We know no one of us is as smart as all of us. And that's just fun. 
you know, it's fun. It's fun it to, to work <laughs> when Daniel Perez is talking and, and uh, our VP of development, and he's so much you know, smarter than I am when it comes to development. But my job is just help him solve the greatest problems in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then we come up, it ends up being this, we win. I, I'm celebrating, you know, maybe my department isn't, is having a down month, but man, Dev has just pumped out three new products for our customers. Man, we're winning. You know why? Yep. Because we work together. And then, um, you know, this, you know, work through it. Yep. I, I, am, I am convinced that the Lord gave us these vision and values for days like now. Um, you're, yes. you're listening to the podcast. It's July 24th, 2020. Um, we're in the middle of a COVID pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of organizations have really, really struggled and, and rightly so. I get all of that. But I have seen our vision, our value of working through it, no matter what it is, shine. You know, before, yes. the, before COVID, we had this value. And I really saw it play out when we had snowpocalypse. You remember that, right? It, Mm-hmm. One quarter inch of snow shut down all of Atlanta, and, and we couldn't. People couldn't get to the offices, right? And, and, right? and we said, "What does working through it mean?" That means that somebody in Texas today and is in a ninety-five degree sunny day, and they want to start a church, and it's our mandate to make ourselves available. So, how do we work through it, right? And work, you know, went to homes and did all of that, and even now, I mean, we've transitioned ninety-eight percent of our company to working from home. We work through it, no matter what it is. Um, yes. We work through it in, in our needs. You know, you're a great example. You started on one team and we needed somebody who had a vision for how to get our products going, our digital products. And you made your way over there and said, I'm willing to work through what it looks like to develop a new team. That's who we are. I mean, that is the Star Church way. Are people in your community dealing with loss of jobs, financial troubles, or even lack of food? With the current events we are facing in our country, you may find an increase in benevolence requests at your church. You may even find yourself buried in requests and not even sure where to begin. Because of this, we created the Call to Care Suite for ministry leaders and pastors to have a resource as they create and establish their benevolence program. In Call to Care, you will learn how to qualify the need, establish a benevolence program, engage in counseling through benevolence, and so much more. Purchase Call to Care today so you can establish your benevolence program and love and equip those in need. And I really, especially during COVID, I've we've all seen the values play out beforehand, but really it's like you never really see your core values come to life until a crisis hits <laughs> and then it makes it all the more real. So it's been really, really awesome to watch our whole company just kind of rally together and unify around these core values and make them r- even that much more real in solving all these issues and pushing everything forward. Well, to your point, so, crisis is, is magnifying right now or an organization's yeah. ability to have clarity or an organization's inability to have clarity. That's what crisis does. Somebody said an orange looks mm-hmm. like an orange, but it's proven when it's squished, right? When the orange juice comes out. <laughs> What's happening right now is organizations that haven't done the heavy lifting of core values, they're spazzing out. Everybody's reacting in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Having core values is able to give you rails to run on and say, we... This is the start church way. We handle crisis like this. And then, you know, 
we have four core values, but really a fifth, the fifth core value, if you will, is the culture of honor. I was actually going to ask you about that next. Yeah. Directly from the heart of our founders, Raul and Janelle Rivera, when you get around them, it's all honor. They honor people. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're with them, you feel like you're the most important person in the room. It's just who they are. We've taken that on as a mandate to say, uh, we want to we want to honor each other. We had new, mm-hmm. new, some new hires start this week, and they were using terms at the end of the day. We're saying, so how has this been? They're like, you guys really like each other. Like, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I feel the love, you know? And really what that is, just a sense of honor. You know, mm-hmm. I, I honor your role on the team. I honor your efforts. I honor who we are. And we have conflict. I mean, it's not like we sit around singing kumbaya all day. We've got metrics to hit and challenges to solve. But if you and I can disagree in the spirit of honor, if the way we speak to our customers is in a way where they feel honored, there, there's really very few things we can't tackle. Yeah, I really love that. If you wouldn't mind, like, let's hone in on that just a little bit more. Like, practically speaking, I came in and that was definitely a huge part of the DNA. And I came in two years ago. So I'm curious of how, as a leader, and even before, like when Scotty was there and you were still top leadership, how were you encouraging the rest of us? How were you implementing that culture of honor and still instilling that throughout the whole thing? Well, I think, I think first off, it starts with this sense of humility. Okay. You yeah. can't honor if you're not humble, because if mm-hmm. you're not humble, you really think you're the man or you're the woman. And so everybody else is lesser value. I think it starts with a sense of I- I'm humble. You know, I'm grateful to be here. So that posturing, the only way you can have honor is if you're postured in a sense of humility. Mm-hmm. So if you start there, you know what the next thing, once you have humility, you recognize you don't have all the gifts. You don't have everything to make it. There's no way this is a one man show. So then what happens, Christine, is I start to value you. I start to value the other person. I start to value our operations. Why? Because you're bringing things to the table that there's no way I have in and of myself, right? I mean, I'm humble mm-hmm. enough to know that. Then what happens is I'm not celebrating. Hey, thank God our CFO, Alan, is probably the best guy with financial fiscal responsibilities and numbers than I've ever seen, right? He, I call him right. the, human, the human abacus sometimes. <laughs> you know, I value that. And so I celebrate that. I celebrate his gifting, his tool set. You know what happens to a guy who feels celebrated? He feels honored. Mm-hmm. He feels honored. I recognize the gift in him. Ephesians 2.10 says we're, we're Christ's workmanship, right? And the mm-hmm. workmanship is that those giftings and callings that are operated on a team like this. And if I can learn to celebrate and value other people, other giftings, they're, they're, the Greek where there's poema, their their workmanship, man, mm-hmm. everybody feels celebrated. Everybody is honored because I, I truly care. Think what you're bringing to the table is valuable. Um, and so, you know, that, that that's, that's sort of the etherical, the vision side. From a practical side, um, how we engage in conflict, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. Bible says, Matthew 18, here's how it, it involves. Uh, if you and I have a conflict, I go to you. If we can't solve it, I bring another person. If I can't solve it, then then I'll engage the organization leadership wise. That's mm-hmm. honoring. That's honoring the situation. Practically, how we speak to our customers is, yes. is matters. You know, not just mm-hmm. what we say, but how we say it. We're talking with some of the greatest people on the planet doing some of the most noble work. Um, they deserve to get honor. In fact, scripture says we have to give double honor 
You know, there's a double honor to yeah. those who are laboring in the word and in preaching, which is 98% of our clients. They're deserving of double honor. So when they call, man, we honor them. Pastor, we honor you. Apostle Sons, we honor you. You know, if whoever they are, we're not ultimately Paul says that the people are the seal of my apostleship, you know, that the fruit will bear out of their ministry. But when they call, we are going to believe that they are called and they're going to get honor and they're going to get a, a tone that makes them understand they're not an inconvenience. They're why we exist. Yeah, which makes all the difference, especially even internally with even feeling so celebrated and so valued that really makes someone want to go to the next level. And really by believing in somebody and celebrating them, it like unlocks things within them that they just add more to the organization. So, and I've seen that personally, which is why I'm even bringing that up is because it's such a healthy culture to be a part of. And so I'm just curious, I'm kind of throwing this question in just so the listeners listening are really inspired. What would you say are like one or two tips that you would give practically right now for those that want to include kind of similar to our core values or even something exactly like ours? What would you suggest that they start doing to make that happen? So the, the first the first thing is self-awareness. Again, finding mm-hmm. out who you are, you know, of finding out what your sunset is. Um, and if you take an hour and sit back, you're going to find stories in your memory of things you liked. This is, this is mm-hmm. me and things you don't like. Right. So, you know, this, I love Disney. I love the way I engage <laughs> at Disney. There's a sense of excellence. There's a sense yeah. of celebration. There's a sense of cleanliness. There's a sense of creativity. I resonate with that. And so mm-hmm. because I know that, it helps me formulate that value. Um, I think I would encourage every listener right now to take some time to think of what is my sunset. You know, if it's your church, for example, what does it mean to be a member of your church? Maybe even a minister of your church. What does it mean to be a minister of your church? Um, the second plant we started was Discover Life Church. And uh, we our, our motto is to help people discover real life in Christ and fulfill their God-given purpose. And this is going to sound funny, but I told them, here's the vision. We're going to be the friendliest church in America. Our theology was strong. Our, our ministry was strong. But I said, here's the real differentiating point for us. We're going to be the most friendly church in America. Because if mm-hmm. God has worked on somebody's heart and they, they're going to give God a try, and we're honored enough to be a part of that journey, they're going to find the most friendly, welcoming places. And that was what was right for me. So I would just yeah. encourage pastors, ministry leaders, business leaders to really ask, what do I want to be true about us? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that's that self-aware question. Uh, another thing is you got to put pen to paper, you, you, you mm-hmm. know, a vision that's not written down as a pipe dream. I know you heard that, right? Like <laughs> you've got to write that down. Here's what it looks like. Uh, this is who we are. Um, the Bible, right? Make the vision plain, write it on the tablets. I encourage you to work through yep. that. Then I would work through the next step. I would, is once I've, I've defined that, once I've written it down, I would take it to the people closest to me and say, is this true? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's a tension between who I want to be and who I am. Uh, ask your spouse. You know, I can say I'm friendly all day long. My wife, she'll tell you the truth, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, I can sing. And my wife's like, no, no, you can't. You know, at the end of the day, you have to have voices in your life that say, is this me? 
because I can't lead an organization saying this is the core values when I'm not being truthful to myself. And so that's the third thing is, is those voices. And then cast that vision. Once you've solidified it, vision leaks all the time. Talk about the vision. Mm -hmm. Talk about the vision. And when you feel like, okay, I've talked about the vision, talk about it again. Vision yep. Yep. leaks. And you've got to constantly be refilling. Here's the sunset. Here's the sun. It's the sun dips in the water. When it does, it's orange. You know, and I need you to see this is the sunset. And I would actually say that's actually a mandate of leadership. You know, you create this this uh, sense of clarity that people need to really run. That's the process I would go through. No, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And that's super, super practical. And then something a little bit more tangible for this season. So, of course, they can all do that now. And actually, there's no time like the present. But specifically for a lot of churches and even ministries that are working remotely, right now, what would you say or talk with us a little bit about how would you implement those core values from a work at home setting? Yeah, that's a great question. So work from home, that's a whole nother podcast we should totally do. Um, <laughs> it creates new challenges because I've lost the ability to lead through osmosis, you know, mm -hmm. out of proximity. Now I have to lead through intentionality. So you have to rethink the process of how do I make sure I'm putting that vision before them? So, um, for example, I, I mentioned this already. We've got all these new hires this week. I spent yeah. two hours with them first thing when they got here. As the CEO of the organization, we have, you know, 70, 80 employees. It was that yeah. critical to me to say, let me tell you who we are. Um, still spending that time. And then intentionality. We're sending them videos that talk about those same values one each day of the week this week. Um, we are being very uh, intentional to model that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to model it. So what, what remote does is take away the lazy factor, you know, that I'm just, I'll, yeah. I'll be life, I'll be honoring and they'll see it. And that really works. There is no proximity. I have to be intentional. I've got it. And then, and then point it out. Somebody said one time, what you celebrate gets repeated. And so when I see someone living the values, uh, I stop and say, hey, guys, see that? that they're doing it. You know, they're doing the values, right? They're, they're doing the, they're living as honor. Man, I see them, they're working hard. I send out cards. I do emails. I, I do Slack messages. Why? Because I want to know you're seen, you yeah. know, way to go. You are living it. That makes it real, you know, to me and, and not something that's just a stencil. Yeah, no, that's awesome. No, that's so good. And then just last question, what is something that you have loved seeing Start Church do during the pandemic? Oh man, that's that's great. Well, it goes back to that culture. I love seeing that culture. We do on Fridays, we do uh, good things. So every day we meet a series of meetings. Um, we have a series of different meetings, but every morning the executive team meets at 8.45. We all get eyeball to eyeball and say, here's what I'm working on today. Well, on Friday, at the end of that, we say, everybody has to go around and say, what's the good thing? What's a good thing you're celebrating? It's great. I love it. And I celebrated uh, today, it was Friday, I celebrated our boot camp, that it really happened, you know? And um, celebrating the fact that, that things are really being lived out is so important. And um, pointing that out to the team, I don't know, you know, 
Christine, it's when things work, you got to stop and celebrate. You got to stop and just say yeah. it's, you know, something wonderful that God is doing. Giving your team permission to do that and, and space to celebrate that, I think is really important. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. That's amazing. And to everybody listening today, uh, we are so grateful you were a part of that. And again, Nathan, thank you so much for all the wisdom you gave. It was so practical. And I definitely want to encourage everybody that was listening today, even give this a re-listen and take notes and really hash out the core values of what you guys are about. Like I was saying earlier, now is the perfect time. And God will definitely lead you guys through all that. We at Star Church have created many different resources to help take your ministry to the next level. So we are so passionate about being partners with you guys and coming alongside. And we know this season, especially through the pandemic, just threw everybody for a loop. So we created several resources to help you guys through that. We created a whole ebook around um, putting your services online. We did a whole um, software for how to lead through crisis and to do that honoring and with God's wisdom. And we have a plethora of other eBooks and online resources for you guys. So if you have any questions or just need to process through some things re revolving around that, feel free to give us a call at 844-641-5718. Thank you all so much for listening and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. 5718. We would be honored to serve you.